Hello everybody, this is Andre and you are on the Marketing Innovation Podcast Show. Our special guest for today is John Wong, who is the CEO of the Canada-based SEO agency called Local SEO Search. And today we'll have an in-depth discussion uh, on SEO changes and hacks for 2021, as well as what has changed in 2020 that us marketeers should pay attention to. So John, is a great pleasure and excitement to have you here on the show. How are you? How's the morning going for you? I'm doing great, Andre. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on your show today. Excited as well. So uh, let's kick it. I think SEO is a hot topic. We are in the beginning of the year. So uh, many people are, you know, looking forward to how they can best improve their marketing uh, tactics, stack, strategy, etc. So let's uh, give people what they want. <laughs> First of all, I think let's dive a bit into your background. Tell us a bit about you, a bit about your experience, about, about the agency so that we get to know you a bit better as a person. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So I started this agency called Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada, seven years ago. So 2013. Um, Prior to that, uh, I studied my uh, studies in business finance. And I worked in sales, advertising sales for 10 years, traditional advertising, performance based affiliate online advertising to then directory advertising. And I was at Yellow Pages for 10 years, Mm -hmm. where that's where I found my sweet spot, where I really enjoyed dealing with the small, medium sized business owners, uh, community leaders, you know, people that kind of resonate with the average person, right? right? Versus when I was in the affiliate online world, yes, big Fortune 500 companies, SaaS companies, big, big, huge companies, all they care about was CPS, right? Cost per sale, cost per acquisition, didn't really care about like the realness of relationships. So the reason I fast forward now, like I I deal only with probably 80% of my clients are small, medium sized family run kind of businesses, dentists, chiro, physio, massage therapists, restaurants, et cetera. And then um, a lot of trades and 20% is more national, international B2B driven, um, but mainly service as opposed to product type uh, clients. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've done. Um, and we're a full service boutique SEO agency. We only do SEO. We don't do any paid ads. We understand and, you know, learn a lot about email marketing funnels, journey, behavior, ads. I Like in terms of advertising, that's my, I enjoy that. That's my passion. But we really, as an agency, just focus on SEO. Mm-hmm. Super cool. So um, let's uh, let's see what's your. So it's very good that we have a background of your uh, clients now because I'm sure that there are a lot of people here on the show that can relate to this. So I think it's gonna be very insightful for them as well, but also for you guys working in bigger companies. I think this we're gonna keep this very relevant because we'll also discuss about you know not only local SEOs but also SEO in general on site and off site. So um, just to get into the flesh <laughs> really i think we can dive straight in so um, john tell us how you feel this year was for seo in general like uh, how how did google behave <laughs> was google good <laughs> uh, well well as an seoer um, we're always at the pulse right we know what's going on and we've always been doing everything that they tell us to do right as a white hat agency you do best practice. Mm-hmm. You understand the foundations. You do make sure that it's all about the users and focus on delivering great content, great user experience, fast speed, like things that it's logical because if you don't 
go on Google and you have a bad user experience, what don't you like, right? Mm-hmm. So think as a customer and what I, I've really focused on and what we've seen at our agency is, yes, there's a lot of pivots and changes in terms of keywords, trends, volume, but as a business owner, we have to be nimble. We have to pivot quickly, right? People that are stagnant, especially in the SEO world, like big Fortune 500 or bigger, larger companies, in-house teams, it takes them time to deploy changes. But if you're small and nimble as a boutique agency, we can actually stop something and transition and pivot fairly quickly within days or weeks, right? As opposed to months or couple months of planning, strategy, implementation, case studies, A-B testing, you know, changing the server over to a different platform. There's a lot more at play when you're moving databases and moving site structure and, you know, so much search volume as opposed to smaller search volume, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Cool. So um, let's discuss a bit about the best practices. Uh, now, I think we can also maybe have a, like a dialogue here because I'm curious to hear your thoughts in terms of your geography and where you operate mostly. And then also maybe we can compare this with some of the data that we have from Europe and the UK and see how maybe they compare or some differences that we have uh, you know, discovered working with our clients and then see if there's anything that we can generalize that applies maybe to everybody that people can take away from from the show and then look at their businesses so um let's let's take first of all on-site seo maybe and look at some of the best practices there do you find anything particularly changed this year it's always the same right title tag description it has to be engaging and you have to really you know, focus on users, right? Don't clickbait it, don't. And it, a lot of people, it's all foundational. People overcomplicate things in the marketing world. And I, I don't know um, what uh, other agencies are doing, but because I only focus on SEO, a lot of people moved away from different forms of advertising. Yes, a lot of people jumped into Facebook, but when people aren't spending, what are they selling them? If it's a product, sure, right? Do influence marketing, you do a, a different you know, offer, then you drip them with an email sequence, whatever, but as a service base, and that's primarily our type of client, we saw them close for a couple months here in Canada. We had shutdowns. They didn't have any business, but they stayed with us because they understood the importance of building authority, building expertise, understanding that you keep producing good, high quality content, positioning yourself as a long-term stable business because eventually things will open up again. Eventually vaccines will get get in place, right? Mm -hmm. People who do SEO are in it for Mm long-term. They're not in it for, I have an offer, I need to move product, Mm -hmm. right? Or they're testing a market, which is a little bit different. So you have to figure out what you're at what kind of industry and business you're offering, what is your strategy long-term as well? So I always tell people, get into SEO as soon as possible. If you haven't, you're missing out on a huge opportunity because when done right, it's the greatest lead source out there. Great Mm -hmm. quality inbound leads of your ideal type of client, right? If it resonates with the content, it has to map out properly with the journey of the client. So understanding the whole perspective of an SEO campaign, because it's not as simple as people think backlinks, content, on page, off page, boom, 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 reputation. There's so many other things that you have to understand. As a marketer, you get it, user behavior. So 
you have to tie in user behavior with SEO strategy and understand who your ideal customer is and speak to them, resonate with them, provide them quality content that will have multiple touch points, lo longer sequences, longer user behavior, but really solidify why they should choose you. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking at this, uh, because I think it's a good moment to to discuss this since we have a year ahead of us and, you know, uh, I think it's a good time frame for, you know, like if somebody never ran a proper SEO campaign or looked properly at SEO before, I think a year is a good uh, a good um, initial time frame to look at. Um, what would you say are some good things that people could look at when auditing whether they are in a good spot or not to start with? Like, because you mentioned the user experience and the other things that go beyond, uh, you know, internal linking and uh, content on site and content off site and backlinks and stuff like this. Yeah, so a lot of people are very caught up with metrics. A lot of people are looking at analytics, they're looking at time spent, bounce rate, you know, user engagement, how many organic traffic, direct flow, organic. So there's a lot of metrics and you can track a lot of this. Call Rail, you track everything. But ultimately, it's your ideal customers. Are they transacting? What is the actual revenue? Like it makes sense if it's a product play because you can actually determine the sales, the volume, the price you pay for it, and then give you a good ROI. But when it comes to service, it's all about the lifetime value, the type of client that comes in. Is it a good fit for the mode of the business, right? Like, is he someone I want to serve? And am I attracting it with the type of, you know, advertising that I'm playing, right? So mm -hmm. I, I do things a little bit different at our agency, which is we actually personalized, we actually care, and we want to dissect the campaign to see if it's effective. Not only do we want to ask them like how much revenue sales, but it's all about like, are you getting good clients? Mm -hmm. Are you happy with the results? Because the data can show 50, 100% organic traffic increase. Numbers look great, but why are they not happy? Because the numbers aren't translating to real customers that are your ideal customers. Because so, it could be flaky type of people that you're targeting to your site that doesn't transact, right? Either that, or maybe the keyword targeting is not good, like from to start with, and you get people on your website that are coming for the wrong type of, I mean, they're the wrong keywords that drive that traffic organically. Because you know, like there's, uh, I, I'm curious, have, have you not uh, discovered, like discovered this uh, often when you were maybe awarding clients that were getting some traffic organically and then you discover that maybe it's only the brand name that is driving traffic and maybe some of other keywords, but not necessarily the ones with the high purchase intent. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm curious to, uh, for this discussion that we have, I also want to help people tuning in to think about some good things that they could apply into their businesses. Yeah, so, keyword research is very important. Onboarding of keyword research, understanding the customer is by far the most important thing. And if you don't do it properly, everything is going to be not properly implemented, mm -hmm. right? So you really have to get the root of understanding that journey, understanding who their ideal customer is, what their nuances is, what is their behavior like? What is the search intent? Like navigational, informational, what is the journey look like? How long do they stay to then transact? What kind of client are they, right? Does it take longer for them to actually take that initiative to then make that phone call or transact with you? Like there's a lot more to it than just 
keyword research content and putting links together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that in-depth discussion when you're onboarding should be five pages of exact questions of that personality trait, knowing the persona, avatar, understanding and mapping out. But you have to know these business owners that are trying to do SEO, they don't really have that information. So you got to dig it from them because they've probably never done it before. They've never done marketing, the little what we're trying to do for them to help them grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Talking about the small uh, local businesses, right? Yeah. So if you have a marketing company, again, what worked and what didn't, right? Figure out that in-house agency or that person that is hired, what have they done? Benchmark it, figure out what's worked, A-B test it, figure out, you know, because you have to really have a grasp of what your competitors are doing, understand where you play in the field of expertise and where you want to position as a brand, and then go after and test it, always testing it and pivoting. And that's the biggest thing with SEO. You got to be nimble, right? You got to, it's not like this one strategy is going to work for every single company because there's so much comp- competition for every single industry. Every mm-hmm. business has 10, 15, 20 other competitors competing with you, right? What are they doing well? What aren't you doing well? Look at the gaps, look at the opportunities, just the strengths that you portray and push it out there, right? There's, and this is marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And marketing is a big umbrella of it all. Mm-hmm. Where do you see SERP features coming into play? Because they are an element of organic ranking um, and they somehow relate in a way to offsite SEO. But um, when, when looking at the recipe for increasing the chances of success of an SEO campaign, uh, where do you see these things coming into place? Yeah, snippets, knowledge panel, discovery. Um, there's a lot of search features out there, right? Understanding the best practices, laying it out so that it's foundationally done properly. Mm-hmm. The challenge with my type of client is small, medium-sized businesses, unless they got a lot of budget on PR, where they get amplified for that specific uh, t- blog or whatever page that they're trying to promote, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to get that traction, which gets a lot of reviews or a lot of shares and comments, right? Mm-hmm. So. I would say do best practice for everything, right? Because you never know um, if it gets picked up by mainstream media that gets amplified, right? Mm -hmm. When you are that feature snippet, yes, you're going to get a lot more exposure, but the quality is what's in it, right? Like it's usually informational based. It's not transactional based. That is a feature snippet. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. like people want to drill deep with they have a question. They Google mm-hmm. home it. They, you know, ask a question. They dig deeper. So it's good that your reference there, mm-hmm. you might get a lot of traffic. But is it transactional traffic? Mm-hmm. Is it actually generating you business? Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. OK, um, so let's see in terms of uh, let's look at offsite then. Uh, so on site, let's say uh, looking at, let's say, the 2021 strategy. Uh, first of all, let's all of us, let's look back to uh, the best practices and make sure that we implement not only on one specific niche, let's say not only just produce content for our blog, uh, but rather have a look again at our customer avatar and then make sure that we produce that and we target the right types of keywords through the content strategy and the best practices in order to increase the chances of the content that sits on our platforms to rank a bit higher or to maybe make it in uh, specific places in Google where you can drive traffic. Um, And this can be a good starting 
point to then um, consolidate an SEO campaign uh, and to track it over, let's say, six to 12 months. Uh, what about offsite SEO? Because um, if you, I, I mean, depends on who you're talking to, but um, there are different uh, opinions based on the offsite SEO done with uh, more popular websites. Generally, the results that we saw were probably 98% um, were very good results coming from, you know, publishing on high reputation websites and, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you have a good amount of backlinks coming from uh, trustworthy sources in the right industries, um, etc. to your website. So this, uh, we generally saw really good results this year, which was a continuation from 2019. So not much change in terms of this. Um, what are your views? Uh, is you know PR and backlink um, generation basically working <laughs> as it used to be? And also, uh, after we answer this question, but just because I have it in my head, in my head, and I don't want to forget it, uh, how do you then apply this best to local SEO? I would like to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. So backlinks, PR strategy, guest posts. Um, you know, there's different strategies. Skyscraper. There's there's so many different types. So there's probably a hundred different backlink type strategies out there. Um, my thoughts on that is yes, you got to position yourself as a thought leader. You need to be exposed in more influential sites that are within your industry, within your niche, within your region that will amplify you to become that thought leader. And that's the best part of backlinks. Do follow trust flow, organic traffic, look at the metrics, look at, and that's where the tools and software actually help you, assist you. But the challenge is if you're doing in-house or you don't have a team, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. right to do and implement things what's the scale what's the budget and what's the performance metric because most of these sites will require not just good content pieces that resonate with the audience members but you're pitching them so mm -hmm. what's in it for them you need to really understand the whole sequence and understand person you know just pitching relationship building right mm -hmm. um it still applies for local as well. Local, yes, more citation building, account profile, some of the NAP sequencing, but links are a huge pivotal role. Also city pages, service pages, understanding semantic keywords, keyword variation, long tail keywords, all that matters, right? It's pretty straightforward if you're in this industry, but mm -hmm. if you're not as a business owner, it's very difficult to do all this and rank well. That's why you hire people to do it well for you because it's overwhelming, especially because as a business owner, you have so many other things you have to worry about. On top of that, there's this pandemic mm -hmm. and you don't even know if people are even shopping for your product or service because they're shut down, especially if you're a restaurant or you're in the travel hospitality industry. So you need to figure out like, where are the opportunities? Where are the gaps? Keyword research is so critical, understanding how to position yourself so that when things open up again and get back to normality, at least you're there and positioned well. So you have to continue investing in long-term strategies. Um, paid strategies work if you're looking for acquiring quick wins, sales. Um, but long-term SEO is all about like, it's a lot of work, creating content, pitching, getting backlinks. It's not easy, mm -hmm. right? But that's the whole purpose, right? If business was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah, sure. If SEO was easy, everyone would be doing it, but it's not. 
<laughs> no, I totally agree. I mean, uh, you know, you you need a team to be able to implement SEO, and mainly, I mean, uh, you can't even say that if you are a small company, it's easier because it's not like it's the same competition for the same keywords, and you might be you know fighting against com- competitors that are a hundred times bigger than you if you are a one man band. Uh, you know, even if it's just local in terms of like in your city or in your area. So totally agree. And also, you mentioned something before that is also something that I'm empathizing with um, with the a lot uh, and is start as start to look at seo as soon as possible because you will need to at some point in time uh and also this is something that we always say to everybody that we speak to in general like this is a part of the marketing mix whether you want to consider it at this point or not so you will want to do it later on at least make sure you implement you implement best practices right now even if you don't have full resources and maybe 10k to invest in seo per month every month but just make sure to stick to the best practices so you can build as much as possible for when you will be ready to you know scale everything up and really be aggressive with it because it can save a lot of money like we we have clients that save uh maybe double the paid ads within six months budget because of a good SEO strategy. So uh, yeah, I mean, this is why I'm I'm curious to also get your thoughts on specific things because I, I think that many questions are on many people's minds. And I think that us having this conversation, uh, you know, really upfront is going to be useful for them when they are looking at their marketing budgets, marketing planning, content planning, because content marketing is on everybody's minds now. Uh, and it's going to stay here. <laughs> so um, really, really good to look at it. Maybe let's see if let, let's take a scenario. We have, let's say, a local brand. Um, maybe they are, um, you mentioned doctors uh, and, you know, um, like service-based businesses or a law firm or an accountancy firm that is local. Let's say we have an accounting firm in Hammersmith in London. Um, how could they look at SEO and then um, be sort of, sh- not sure, because you can you can never be sure, sure, but uh, be certain that they are combining the local SEO tactics and local SEO building for ranking uh, well with other types of, you know, general SEO. Uh, is there a recipe that you usually advise clients to apply or is this really? Yeah. It's a good question because uh, not only is it uh, boutique, which is, it's all situational. We need to benchmark it, figure out where the gaps are, opportunities, mm-hmm. and figure out what the competitors are. Because mm-hmm. there's no point generalizing it. Everyone is unique in their own situation. Mm-hmm. They might be hyper-competitive in the region, or they want to dominate for the best or top in London, England, right? Which is a huge marketplace. Mm-hmm. But in Google SERP, does that niche or category display a radius of five miles or is it 25 miles as well? So it all depends and there's too many variables, right? But best practice is create good website, create good content, resonate, understand your community, locality, understand that schema, set everything up so that it's properly deployed. Speak to the persona avatar that is your ideal customer. Start creating good asset pieces from social to bookmarking account profile accounts. Start populating it, get good reputation out there, right? Start Mm -hmm. getting third-party reviews. Start implementing it on your own site. All these are like best practices, 
but business owners have no idea what I'm talking about. The challenge is how do you educate them to then get them to take action, right? Because they're mm-hmm. so busy running a business that you want to do a lot, but you need to them to understand the importance of them just taking care of their clients and getting reviews. A lot of people don't even do that, right? So reputation is a huge signal today, right? Because if you go to Google, that map is always there on the first page. And right now, it's a three-pack. I don't know what's going to happen in next year or year after because Google is always changing the layout, right? And for me, it's always focus on what is out there today mm-hmm. and do best practice. And yes, they're going to pivot. There's always going to be ads somewhere right? You either play to pay or you want to earn it yourself, right? Organic is earn it yourself without paying. You're going to get a lot more quality clients because you and me, we might not even be clicking on ads most of the time. Mm-hmm. 70, 80% of the users, myself included, click below the ads knowing that that business owner paid for the ad. So if I'm the average customer, I want to be found on the map and below because that's earned mm-hmm. right and understanding that and business owners just want to be on the first page of google they don't understand how it works they don't care mm-hmm. right so the whole challenge is education i feel mm-hmm. super and um i'm thinking because there's another case that i'm sure you encountered a lot um many times when mainly in the startup world or when the business is small and they try to get the most of their buck really and maybe it's the first website that they have put up i'm sure that this happens a lot for you as well when you work with local businesses many of them would many times go for the cheapest option or one of the cheapest options in terms of website uh providers let's say and they end up having maybe like a nice looking website but probably non-seo optimized at all um what would be your favorite tool uh that you'd uh, recommend people tuning in to use to audit where they are from an seo perspective um so not just audit but just building a website there's a lot of options right you can go wix shopify squarespace Um, then you can go WordPress, Joomla, you can custom. Um, so depending on if you have a budget, do it properly, own the asset, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure you set it up properly so you have full ownership. Mm-hmm. When you're renting space, like on a Wix or Squarespace or a Shopify site, you don't have full backend access to do the things that a full SEO agency can actually implement and do. Um, so that's the first thing. If you're serious, do it properly and be serious right? Um, in terms of tools, in terms of audit tools, um, there's SEMrush, there's Ahrefs, there's Moz, there's so many different tools out there for SEO purposes, but each of them will have it for different purposes. One's for mm-hmm. links, one's for on-page. If you want scraping for, you know, title meta tags, there's other tools. There's so much tools. The only problem is which tool would be beneficial for you and how do you utilize it? And what are you going to do once you figure out what's wrong with the issue? Do you have a team to implement the changes? Do you understand what these tools actually mean? And how do you deploy it across board? Because a lot of SEO companies, sure, they might show you the tool, but what, what's going to happen? Are you now accountable and responsible to make and implement these changes? If so, do you have people that actually can do it? Mm-hmm. They even know what to do, right? An in-house team versus an agency versus, you know, like my this agency that we run, we have a team of 
uh, people that do content, SEO strategy, link building, uh, development, graphic design. We have like everything is for SEO, mm -hmm. which is important strategy consultants versus someone that is trying to do all those things very well and it's very hard to do that so how can you compete with someone or an agency that does everything really well mm -hmm, for sure but uh, the reason why i was asking you is because um you know since the pandemic i mean it was hard anyway for the marketing people to get budgets but <laughs> since the pandemic is becoming even harder in bigger companies like let's say medium-sized companies or uh larger corporations when they need to approve budgets uh for specific things or initiatives including seo in this case uh it can they need to be able to justify the claim and to showcase the benefit so um you know i know that many conversations that i had lately were revolving around this challenge so that's why i want to be able i want us to be able to help people listening to maybe get a better pitch if they feel this is what they would need because you are right you can't do everything right and mainly if you manage five channels uh you know and maybe a team is going to become impossible so um for example, what I would say a good place would be, uh, I mean, a good place to look at would be uh, that is fairly simple and I think could get you a good uh, overview of where you are. Um, if you don't have, I'm sure you have Google Analytics set up, but if you don't have Google Search Console set up, then maybe this is a good, a good setup, a good setup for you uh, initially in order to see what keywords drive traffic to you, what pages get traffic organically, and maybe if you have any issues in uh you know signaled in google and then uh personally i like ahrefs a lot but it's pretty complex uh, and it might get you know it's gonna be hard to learn it quickly uh, but they do have a seven dollar trial <laughs> that you can try for seven days so that's one uh, good tool is also the neil patel tool which is pretty okay and it's free so or it has a free trial so if you guys want to look at that in terms of seeing what the backlinks are to your site and things like this you can compare the data from google search console and one of these tools and i think if you have these two points of reference uh, you might be able to get an overview of where organic traffic is coming to you if you don't know already and then to identify what could happen if you were to pursue an you know like an seo uh, strategy for the next year also you can use the um google keyword planner if you are curious about search volumes and things like this google trends is also good because you can see the trends in searches for specific specific things that uh, or specific keywords that are relevant to you and then also as john you were saying about combining more broad keywords maybe your key phrases with uh you know yeah more broader keywords with key phrases uh that can indicate a better um uh or higher uh, purchase intent yeah i think the biggest challenge for marketing teams that are representing a fairly large brand is you you all the time you have to pitch your case right? Mm -hmm. What's the benefit versus doing what we're doing now? Mm -hmm. What are the pros and cons? What are the case studies? What have other people done? And how do I assure myself if I'm going to invest this, even if it's like a big IT infrastructure, like you, you budget a couple hundred thousand on, you know, new servers or new redundant, whatever backups, right? You need a case. And 
the reason I focus on small, medium-sized businesses is decisions are made really quickly. When it comes to budgeting, it takes time, right? To implement, to pitch, to see if it's approved, board of directors, there's a lot of middle people and a lot of things never get done in a timely manner. And as an SEO agency, we always focus on being proactive because by the time that pitch is done, three, six months down the line, things have changed. The whole proposal piece is different because now Google changed their algo, right? There's keywords that are different. There's com competitors that have already overtaken you that you didn't even think that we're going to, and they invested heavily. So with SEO, I feel it has to be a part of marketing mix. You need to make it a vital part of every marketing campaign, because if you don't, you're going to be left behind and it's going to take you hard, longer, more expensive to start later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. And also, yeah, uh, um, uh, being consistent is key. I mean, um, once you start it, I think you guys should really stick with it, even if there's one month that you feel is not going particularly well or uh, you feel three months is a lot for you to have the patience to see some results i think that you should really be consistent and uh as john was saying build everything that you need around your brand from an seo point of view all the time because uh you know we see this all the time as well and i'm, I'm sure john you see this when you're tracking competitors even if you I mean, if you have a good content strategy and maybe two weeks for any reasons, you are not posting those new articles or you are not creating those backlinks or certain activities that are best practice and you need to do in order to stay competitive, mainly if you are competing against high, um, like hard keywords or very popular keywords, then this can have a very big impact on your performance. And as John, you were saying, there's probably always going to be bigger competitors that are fighting with you or well, against you for those keywords. So it's going to be easy for them to, to take you over. So this is a long-term thing. You should start it as soon as possible and stick to the best practices and don't interrupt it. I mean, as much as possible because a campaign you can, like a paid campaign, you can implement now and you can run for three weeks and then you can stop it for a week and restart again. And you might be losing a bit of that algorithm uh, optimization, but then you can get it back. While as with SEO, you'll probably have to work a bit harder in order to get back to where you were at uh, if you stop it. Uh, John, what are your thoughts for 2021? Uh, any um, insights that you found and think would be good to, to bring forward? Um, so just be careful. Understand what all the, your asset pieces are, right? So understand your biggest assets, your website, your community, and don't play in the community of other channels like Facebook. You don't know what's going to happen. If you have a Facebook group, be careful, right? Mm -hmm. um, anything that's not your own, like your own database, be careful, right? Um, I always say own your tribe, own your community, get those email lists, get those contact information so that you can then market to them or inform them, educate them because mm -hmm. it's your database. Um, as opposed to like SEO driven, yeah, continue produce, producing good quality content in depth, um, understanding your avatar, understanding your client. But it's like SEO hasn't changed if you're doing things right for 10 years. So I forecast, keep doing the right thing. There's always gonna be people trying to hack the system, thinking they can get things done in a month or two months slow and steady wins the race, mm -hmm. right? 
everything is earned. Yes, you might suddenly get someone that buys the house and backlinks on Fiverr, right? They're going to get hit. Don't worry about what other people are doing if they're not real competitors. Look at what your true competitors are doing. And if you're not following their footsteps, you should, right? <laughs> Mimic exactly what people that are ahead of you are doing. And once you're at the same level, do it a little bit different, unique, right? But if until you're there, that's someone you should replicate. Follow it. It's not rocket science. Um, you know, for me, it's like just learn this, understand it. There's a lot to be learned. Um, I didn't know much when I first started. Now I know a lot more and I'm comfortable speaking it because now I speak in front of people, right? Because I know what it takes. I know what happens, how it's happened. I have a team that's educated me on every single front with hundreds of campaigns that we worked on. So we actually have proof, right? of what works and what doesn't. So again, it's different when you're working in-house versus a company that's seen it with so many other best case scenarios as well. So look at what you're planning on doing for next year or this year. Work with someone that you can trust that's in it to help you assist in whatever direction that you wanna go with, right? Because there's a lot of good agencies out there. Super. Um, would you have any uh, information hub that you'd um, say people should be uh, looking for news or for advice? Yeah, I mean, I I still read a lot on blogs, Moz to Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land, Ahrefs is great, um, SEM Rush has their own. I mean, there's tons of information on SEO. I go to a lot of conferences as well to see, but it's the same speaking tour of the people, right? Um, so now it's more about the relationships, right? I'm part of some sub, uh, private Slack groups as well. It's all about like knowing what's out there, building your own community of people that you can trust that are giving real information. And once you are comfortable with whatever you're doing, it's okay because you're never gonna be learning everything and it's okay because it's impossible to know everything. Um, just know what you can control and do the best you can. Super. Sounds good. So, John, if people want to reach out to you directly or if they want to connect with you guys, uh, what are the best platforms? Where can uh, they message you, ping you? Yeah. Uh, so, my website, you can check out www.localseosearch.com. .ca. We're based in Toronto, Canada, but we service clients across North America, Europe, as well as Australia. Um, if you want to connect with me on a more personal level, um, you can check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on the team page of the company site and uh, just find my name. Um, we also have social channels. I don't know what they are. The handles, yeah. but I'm yeah. sure we're everywhere. I have a team that manages all the social. And uh, for me, that's not our biggest driver of leads. I mean, just do good work, right? We get a lot of referrals and word of mouth and we enjoy and we're passionate with helping good businesses become great businesses. Love it. Okay, so we'll have the links in the description below as well, guys. Uh, check them out there. And uh, John, until next time, it was a pleasure to meet and to discuss. Um, wishing you all the very best for this year and really keen to, to stay in touch. Let's see where, uh, I mean, guys, as always, if you feel that you'd like us to organize a second episode together where we would dive deeper into a certain area that you felt was particularly interesting, let us know. Either John, myself, ping us on our uh, team email and we'll try to make that happen. 
Um, and until next time, John, thanks so much again. Have uh, an awesome year, Rocket, and looking forward to speaking soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Speak soon.